Oh. <laughs> that just, was better. Just to emphasize. Oh. Ah. Get yourself some wine. It's game time. Give me, thank God I have my Miller Lite. And I will be partaking of Tisdale Cabernet Sauvignon, California. Or a bottle for $5.39. And that's marked up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to Podlander Outcast, an Outlander podcast. There's drunk in there somewhere, but I'm not drunk enough yet to remember. It's fuchsia. <laughs> My name is Julie Starbird. My name is Kelly Loris. And you might notice that that is not Allison Shoemaker, because today Kelly is going to be our guest co-host. Allison is out of town having a wonderful time in L.A. I'm feeling some big shoes needing to be filled right now, and I'm a little nervous about I it. I think she's gonna like be... a size nine. Well, I mean, I'm approximately the same, but like in, in, metaphorically, okay. her shoes are at about a 73, so <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I think you're going to be great. So we are here today to drink some booze and talk about the show Outlander. Cheers, dude. Cheers. This is episode six of season two. The title of the um, episode is Best Laid Schemes. Ellipses. Question mark. So obviously the title even goes to show us at the very beginning that something is not complete. Never is. So I have been making a big deal recently of the little opening thing that happens where it shows you something about what might come later in the episode. Sure, sure. This time, it opens on somebody wrapping rope around a big stick, dumping it in something flammable, sure. and then making a torch. Ropey torches. Ropey torches are how the episode begins. Mm-hmm. So that probably is not good. Well, no. I mean, is it ever? Mm-mm. No. Um, so what happened? That's it. Then we launch into the worst intro music ever. I'm sorry, Allison. I'm going to start out controversial. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay it right down on the ground and say, I watch this show despite the opening song. She really hates it. I really hate it. Though, as I said earlier, the French does amp it up to almost acceptable, but otherwise, <laughs> the worst. Oh, except for I did note, I do appreciate the walking crotch shot. Other than that, though. Oh, of the king in the sweet-ass costume? I don't even know whose crotch it's it is. King. It's watching, walking crotch. It's all I got. All right. It's the costume that he wore in the last episode when he made Black Jack Randall kneel. Sure. Remember, because Black Jack Randall's actually wearing real soldier drag, and the uh, king is wearing, like, soldier drag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's him. But it, the best part of that is the strut. Like, he knows he's working it. All right, so... We got the little teaser there. Torches are being made. Never mm-hmm. a good, never a good thing. It calls to mind like storming the castle or Frankenstein or I don't like it. I mean, I, I literally have never seen a ropey torch get set a, ablaze before, so I'm not really sure what it might call <laughs> to mind. But it, it just doesn't look good. Crowd, <laughs> there is a what's the term? Torch carrying mob. Sure. Yeah, nobody likes that. No. All right, so that's what we see. So we are already set up with the ellipsis and then the ominous torch making. So possibly, probably something is going to be nervous or scary or not great. Speaking of, mm-hmm. scene change, mm-hmm. Jamie. Yep. His hair is getting a little <laughs> orphan Annie of late, which is... Kelly has definite feelings <laughs> about Jamie's hair. I love it when it's pulled back, but when it's like... Wild. I mean, I appreciate the 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 flame analogy mm-hmm. of his hair, but other than that, let's put a let's put a pin in it. Occasionally, it looks really great, and sometimes it just looks extra shitty. 
well, we're, we're at the extra shitty. We're at the we need a haircut stage. You don't like it? Also, is it because it's in his face or is it the way it's shaped around his head? Yeah, it, is, it isn't shaped around his head. It's a hot mess. It's too wild. It's taken away from his bare chest and I don't like the distraction. They're not trying to get away from his bare chest though because <laughs> a comment that my husband made about this episode was we get a lot of Jamie's cleavage all the time. Well, true story. Mm-hmm. Also, pinky ring. Mm. I mean, I know that that's like a thing. Yeah. That's like a businessman thing. But why? Pinky ring. How did that start? Is that where you wear your, um, the thing that you press the, what's the word, Latin person? Uh, I was just going to drop some Latin all over. Well, not the actual Latin, but the the Roman culture. Yeah, that goes all the way back to the Romans. That's how you seal. It's your it's your seal. So Is there like, a word for it? Signet? Is that a word? Sure. Ooh, Janine nice. coming well played. Through. Well played. All right. So it's is that how it started? Was yeah. That yeah. Be when your... you seal your you seal your shit with wax and you roll your little signet and you're like, oh, this is coming from. Would that work? Wine right? thing. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Is, oh, I'm that, Jamie at wine that's room. That's the Jamie signet. Yeah, wow. and then everyone gets really yeah, excited. Like a business card. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the pinky ring is a business card. Now, does that transfer into modern day times when now the businessmen who wear the pinky ring seem to be maybe a little bit less, you know, legit? I don't think that's giving them too much cred to give them like a <laughs> historical like, background. I think they just have way? bad taste, dude. Right. Yeah, it's right. terrible. So we see Jamie um, and Murtaugh in mm-hmm. the den of the wine house, whatever fabulous setup Jamie has fucking going in Paris because he is. You notice the costumes. All I can look at are the fucking, the floors, oh, the, the wall color. I know it's amazing. That house is rad. So he's in his rad house that he did absolutely nothing to deserve. Yeah, just landed sure right in his freaking lamp. But it's just, it. oh, that should be noted. As everyone knows, I have never read the books. Neither has Kelly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. No, we're just going to be <laughs> chatting. And, you know, maybe later Allison and I will have to back clean up. But I doubt it because Kelly and I are pretty charming. <laughs> and we talk to each other a lot. So it's pretty natural. So we open. Jamie and Murtaugh are in the den of the fucking fantastic house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jamie's looking perplexed. He is v- thinking about something very deeply, yeah. which is not necessarily his uh, strong suit. I get it, I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm just saying he has feelings, but he's not a planner. He's not a well. Is he a planner or is he? Maybe he's more of a doer and more able to. He's react in the moment. Yeah, I was going to say reactor. There you right. go. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's having all these thoughts about canceling the duel, and of course he would with Blackjack Randall. And then Murtaugh comes. I'm in. having all the feelings about canceling the duel, Claire. Seriously, really? I mean, I appreciate your predicament, kind of, but I feel like Claire is asking a lot across the board. I mean, in this episode in particular, we do get a little bit, I got a little bit of hate on. I think she said the word me about 400 times. Yeah, it seems like maybe she's focused on the wrong things or focused on the correct things but in the wrong way. I can't, I can't tell. I don't know. But so we open and there's Jamie feeling all the feelings or working it out somehow, like doing complicated math in his head, whatever, whatever causes <laughs> that face. Working up on a big poop. Yeah, yeah that face that he is making. <laughs> 
and then Murtaugh comes in, guns a-blazing, because he is so excited about the duel. He's he ready to know. slam a dude with a sword for show. He comes in, and he's like, Blackjack Randall's out of the Bastille. So now we know Blackjack Randall's oh out God, of jail. You guys, I cannot do the Allison French accent. I really Neither wish I could. I. It's gorgeous, and it's a beautiful part Bastille. of the podcast. All I can do is You're going to have to let that go this week, because Kelly ain't got that game. All I can say is bestie. Like, <laughs> that's kind of it. Maybe later yeah, I'm on. I'm just going to try and say everything with like a heavy Chicago accent. Oh, you yeah. should. Bastille. <laughs> Wait, no, that, I don't know what that is. It <laughs> so just got real weird. They got no, weird. That was fucking perfect. All right. So, so Murtaugh comes in to tell Jamie that Blackjack Randall has gotten out of the Bastille. Out of the Bastille. <laughs> and he's really excited about the duel. And then Jamie has to break the news to Murtaugh. Guess what, Murtaugh? I can't do it. Oh, it's fine. We'll just practice. I can't do it. Exactly. So Murtaugh is like, what? And then how that's did that? That's bullshit. Yeah, he was mad about it. There's and a then... lot of that's bullshit and then pounding out of the room. I what think that's pretty much that it. What was the thing that he said? We need to, oh, the thing that he said about um, working out before the duel. Because he comes in because yeah, he's all the excited. Hand. Yeah, he's all excited to like spar with Jamie before the duel. And he's like, we need to work out your bad hand. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do the accent. But <laughs> I, I love he does this thing where he like wiggles his fingers and it's almost like, hey man, don't rub it in. <laughs> Your hands for shit. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> gonna figure I can't that out. work my hand. So he finds out that the duel is off and he's really pissed about it. All I wrote was, Jay asking a lot of M. No excuses given. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't say why. He, he's he never told him why yet. Trust. And, he, and this is the insult, or not really insult, but like parting words that Murtaugh has for Jamie as he leaves the room is, your mind changes like a woman in flux. Yeah, true story. So is that, does, is flux, per, is that like a period joke? Is it, or is it just like women are always in flux because they'd be women? I mean, I think it's a period joke. In, it feels like a period. Feel like a period? Janine agrees. All right, yeah. all right, we'll go straight for the period, which is uh, pertinent to this particular episode. Yes, it is. Well, ugh, okay, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So Cut to hospital. He's mad, and then... Where's Claire in all this? Oh, well, she's just at the fucking poor person hospital helping everybody out while she's like 10 months pregnant. Literally since yesterday. I mean, this is supposed to be like the next day or at least a few. I mean, it's not that long after the last episode. They had that fight that like maybe the night before, maybe two nights before. And she got six months more pregnant in that evening. she seriously <laughs> did get more pregnant. Like, we it's don't ridiculous. know how it happened, but she is like, she is huge. Yeah. It's imminent. But that's not stopping our Claire. Mm-mm. She's just going to rub down this dead guy. Yeah, from going to the hospital and helping out the executioner. I don't remember the character's name. I, I should know. probably Execution- look that nasty, up. Nasty, dirty, hoary executioner. Gross he's guy. really gross. But he's also like, you can tell he knows what he's doing. And anyway, the, char- the actor's name, I did decide to look this up. Oh. And um, somebody's going to be really excited about this. Uh-oh. His, the actor's name is Nial. Nial, eh? Mm-hmm. Grieg Fulton. Whoa. Yeah, I just Nial. want to call him Grieg now. That's Nial. And is it Nial or Nial? Who knows? We're never going to know how to pronounce people's names correctly. Should I just go straight? Nial. And he plays... Hmm? Executioner. Yeah, but he's got, a, he's got like a Monsieur Raymond name, too. Hold on. This is the other thing you need to know about me. I don't remember names of anything... Or places, so it's all on Julie. <laughs> well, and then my my uh, internet skills aren't as great as Allison, so it'll take me forever. Yeah, she's like an internet nut. Yeah, fuck this, whatever. Ninja. I'll figure it out. How do you spell? How do you spell? Nial, N I A L L, 
Grieg, G-R-E-I-G, Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N. So Janine's on the case. He's the actor that plays the executioner who also doubles as the doctor. Uh, the good old days. Well, you got it. You can take what you get. Monsieur I know. Monsieur Fris. Fris. Monsieur. Monsieur Fris. So that guy is like prepping a dead body at the hospital. Here's hugely pregnant Claire. And he's like, hey, pregnant lady, why don't you help me, you know, prep this corpse for burial? Sweet. No problem. So she goes in to help. And then all of a sudden, the executioner weirdly launches into the kind of this monologue about how he's got to get ready for an execution. Mm-hmm. Is there any explanation for why? Well, he I think he's just straight being pointed. Is he's just he's just with hey brain. bitch. Um, so I got I gotta do something and I'm gonna do it to some witches. Yeah, I'm sure you've never heard about any witches because you're certainly not a witch yourself, right? You witch. But yeah. <laughs> this is what I do to witches. Yeah, uh, and let me people, get real specific about it. Let me get real specific about how I want to kill the witches. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's not hanging. No, I learned no. a lot about. It's not hanging. It is drawing and quartering. I gotta tell you, I never thought about what the what the word drawing meant. Me I mean, neither. I get quarters pretty straightforward. I thought forward. drawing was just like pulling them apart. I did too, but apparently it's not. Drawing the heart out? Yeah, it's th- got to be. That's the only thing that I can think because the description is. So he goes through this crazy shit, and it's this. He's got a weird glimmer in his eyes. So you know that Monsieur Fru, or whatever his name is, is weirdly into this. Oh, you got to be a little bit. You got to like it. So he. To he did talk a lot about how it required a very advanced skill. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't for chumps. Yeah. This whole drawing thing. <laughs> this whole drawing and quartering thing should not be done by just your average everyday Joe. That's Joe. right. In fact, just save it for the true sadists among us. <laughs> because we will take the t- necessary time in that you need to hang somebody first. But Careful. not. You can't break their neck. Carefully, yeah. Don't break their neck. Now that's got to be hard you gotta enough. you got to bring them to near death. So they can't actually be dead. You're choking them out, basically. Mm-hmm. And then... You reach into their chest. Yeah, and you got to, I mean, you have to be very quick and specific about the cut. Yeah, you got to cut it right, and you got to reach in right and pull out the heart so that it's still beating in Mm -hmm. your hand because, and he says this, you got to give the audience something to watch. That's right. That's right. God. And then I guess. Something to please the crowd, I believe is what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after that, he says the rest is mere butchery. So I can only assume that that's that's when they tie the horses to your four limbs and have them run in four different directions and then he throws down the name of the apothecary yeah he says why don't you ask monsieur raymond and we're all like hell no right don't fuck with monsieur raymond if he's off this show i might not watch it anymore <laughs> so claire is obviously very freaked out and Wait, what did he say like i didn't miss this or i did miss this rather um right before he's about to step out to go draw and quarter some folk he said something about how he made he I'm obviously making you feel upset oh that's right obviously what I have said upsets you or affects you or something he said possibly you should go see your friend Monsieur Raymond oh and then that's because then she makes this weird like fake smile at him like, oh. okay all right so and that's it's very they, pointed okay, because okay, we know you, that this you. guy maybe knows that Monsieur Raymond might traffic in some dark arts which okay so that launches her on the road and she can't stand it neither can we she runs immediately to monsieur raymond's shop they go into the scary back room Mm -hmm. where they can be private and none of the gendarme can see them right right and she tells him hey dude you need to leave town 
He says he, he will. He's Well, it takes no. like a hot second, First, though. he's like, no, no, they've been doing this forever. When Louis Fourteenth, our king's grandfather, had this problem, he would have whole arrests of people and bring all these people to yes, jail. Yes, did it and then, sound like he was there? That's what I'm... <laughs> dude, this guy, Monsieur Raymond, knows some shit. Right. And I think maybe is Merlin. <laughs> heard, 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 heard. Maybe he's an immortal? I don't. I know. We definitely know that he's got some knowledge of the time traveling thing, and is probably one himself. Probably right? needs his own show. Uh, yes, yeah. he. He's definitely intimate with a dick rock. Yeah. For oh, sure. he knows about a dick rock, but I don't know if a dick rock is what catapulted him. Like, was it something else? Or I think he might just be aware of dick rock because he's been alive since the dawn of time. Yeah, and is never gonna die. Because right? because right? after he finally acquiesces and like, all right, fine, if he's drawing and quartering bitches. Okay, I'm, fine. I'm not hanging around for that. But he no says, I'll leave the city. But then he's like, I'll see you. What did he say? He said, again I'll see in you. this life. We will meet at Madonna. We will meet again in this life or another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. not his other life. Well, we don't know. So Monsieur Raymond hightails it out of town. Thank God. Bye, Monsieur Raymond. At least Raymond. he says he does. We'll Au see. revoir, Monsieur Raymond. Goodbye, get out. Please don't get hurt. So then he leaves, and we are bereft of him for the rest of the episode, <laughs> yep. which is probably kind of a shitty thing now that I think about it. So cut to Jamie rubbing Claire's feet. Giving yo. her a bitch and foot rub, and it's like, okay, we know he's the perfect man, right? He, bitch is, he's a listener she's yeah. like how did you even know this is exactly what i needed at this exact moment he's like because i remember Je- jenny's my sister, talking about it yeah. my sister said that this was the only thing that helped her when she had the wee bear and, and it's like okay were you were you rubbing your sister's feet like that mm, i don't think so they're a very close family <laughs> <laughs> but so he's he's giving her the old massage and they're talking. Now, mind you, he is literally buttering her up because mm-hmm. he's about to say some things. He's about to tell her what th- what does happen in this scene. This is when he's like, okay, remember how you said I owe you a life? Right. I think we're even. I think actually, remember how I saved you seven million times? Right. Maybe we're even. Maybe we don't get to call that. But Exactly. But mm-hmm. maybe, but maybe what you need to know is that I'm backing down on this duel for another reason. Mm-hmm. And that reason is Prince Charles, Bonnie Prince Douche. Mm-hmm. He, this was kind of unclear to me. He doesn't want to offend him or no. Stop his jam his... is like, all right, we've been trying to bring this dude down forever now, and it's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. And he's super charming, and he's the devil. And it seems to me like all the shit we're trying to stop is actually probably going to happen, no matter what we do. No matter what we do, and when it does go down, when I am killed on a battlefield, I need to know that Frank exists in yeah. the future to take care of you and my child. Yeah, and you need to go touch that dick rock. Yeah, let me know. You must promise me mm-hmm. that when the time is right, you'll make your way back to the stones, <clears throat> dick rock. Right. To go back into the future so that there's Frank, you know, the beta male there, <laughs> to take care of you and my Every time kid. he says Frank, it feels weird. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. No, that's French. Frank. Frank. No, I like a swear word when he I says can't even do it. <laughs> so what he's telling her is, yeah, I'm not going to do this duel, but it's not because of what you think. It's because I need Frank to be alive in the future to take care of you. And that's kind of like dickish, but also very true. Oh, I see. I got the opposite. I was like, man, how many times is this guy going to sublimate himself, sublimate his own needs? Right. 
over and over and over well, and over and over again. It's true, although at the end he does get, we'll get there. Okay. So uh, they decide that they've got to come up with a way to fuck up the St. Germain shipment that they're, the way that they're working now with their um, plot. Um, as you will remember, Bonnie Prince douchebag yeah. put Jamie in charge of the shipment of St. Germain's booze mm-hmm. that they're going to make all this money on that was obviously a horrible business investment as we all know bonnie prince douche is not very strong in the head <laughs> and they claire comes up with the bright idea that she can fake smallpox it's, this is like a show about smallpox ultimately mm-hmm. really beginning to end all yeah. about smallpox. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i guess back then it kind of was all about smallpox i mean ugh. can you imagine it what are the symptoms? Do you just shit yourself to death? I know it's highly uh, Well, according contagious. to the, the, the faux pox that mm-hmm. she created, yeah, it involves boils and crapping yourself. And because guess what's in the fake potion that she makes, you guys? Oh, shit, what is that? It is bitter cascara, which is. we've talked about several times yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. So this show is very, like, uh, dependent upon a potion that makes you shit yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why doesn't somebody give that to the king if he needs to take a dump? How many times have people been described or have been shown actually pooping this season? It seems to be, like, an a aggressively lot. poopy either, season. Either, well, you've definitely got the scene, the scene early in the season Print, with king the on king. the toilet. Pooping right, king. which is huge. She pooped scene. herself. She pooped herself, but they don't really show it. Allison mentioned that in the books that shit is hilarious because it literally is just her in a bed shitting herself for like two days or whatever. Well, yeah. I, I guess this is just a window into a world that we really don't want to dig rack back to, yeah, ultimately. I, I know, never want to dig rack like back that far. Because getting violently attacked um, by aggressive men and pooping yourself to death. Right, and just like diseases and ugh, everything, just like even looking at that hospital makes me want to die. I, is This is before doctors realize that they have to wash their hands, right? Uh, yeah. Probably, yeah, this is yeah. The 1800s, right? Yeah, so this is like... Way before even basic sanitation and, and oh god no Odors. that's why I said the good old days earlier because it's not fucking the good old days no so Claire comes up with a bright idea fake to mix fake. this potion to fake smallpox and make it look like all these guys that work for uh, Saint Germain uh, have the smallpox but they've got to figure out how to get them to ingest it so they're gonna Jamie and Fergus are gonna go to Saint Germain's warehouse which is over the river and through the woods somewhere somewhere beautiful yeah, and somewhere, lovely fucking French fucking, fuck you France <laughs> quit being so pretty and um, they're gonna get it into their wine so that these guys drink it and then exhibit all these symptoms of smallpox even though they don't have it so that then they will have to destroy his uh, Saint Germain's warehouse. Will have to be destroyed. Did you think it was weird how many times they hollered at Fergus in that particular scene to like pay attention and quit fucking around? Mm-hmm. It kept making me think like he was going to screw something up pretty sincerely, and but he, he never didn't. did. Well, well, uh, until the well, he didn't know that that was screwing up until it became right. And we we still. But it's not like he wasn't paying attention. I mean, I guess he wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Well, he didn't see who was in the room with him. I don't know. I'm just anticipating that kid just like screwing something up real, real bad. But he didn't. He didn't. So they, I think that's where they go next, right? It's just. Oh, don't skip Murtak all like. Oh, yeah, that's right. What is it? Masquerades and games. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't like all this like fakery. <laughs> he is. Uh, he just Murtaugh, wants to put a sword in somebody's throat. Yeah, Murtaugh was not built for Paris intrigue. No. Murtaugh was built for Highland rumbling. Right. And this is where they decide that they need to tell him everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they're. Um, 
because Claren, he, he Claren, is like righteously pissed 24 so hours a day mad. and they've had enough of it. Because he doesn't understand why anything is happening Well, why the way would it you? It's the stupidest plan ever. So Jamie and Claire kind of have a quiet moment alone where Jamie looks at Claire and says, we have to, we have to fucking tell him. We have to tell him everything. And Claire is like, you know what? You're right. So then we have this great <laughs> montage sequence. It's time sequence. for a montage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where Murtaugh and Jamie are in the courtyard in, outside and Claire is in the window just watching it happen. And you can just see Jamie talking and talking. And it's like time is passing. Like videos are like scrolling. It's a lot of furrowed brows and Pample like held t- head tilting. He's just really like, what? What? Ernest nodding. Or nodding yeah. or whatever. And then we get to the end of it, and then I guess he basically says, well, if your wife's a witch, if you say your wife's a witch, it's not on me to tell you different. Thank God. All these Scotsmen are just so keen to just go like, like yeah, travel. oh, witch. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But Why didn't you just say dick rock to begin with, Jamie? I mean, I, I would have known what you were talking oh, about. Oh, P.S. They were talking in Gaelic the whole time. They yeah. were, which is yeah. really hot. Yeah. Um, well, when you when you got to explain... Dick Rocks. You got to go, gotta go to all the way tongue. down to the Gaelic. Yeah, you gotta, exactly. Because, I mean, the theme song that you hate is based on the song, the Scottish Highland song that is about a woman who travels through time. I mean, So sure. maybe it's part of their fucking heritage or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So Murtaugh kind of weirdly accepts it like, all right. And then he punches him in the face. And then he straight up punches <laughs> Jamie in the face. <laughs> who has deserved it for a long time. And Jamie's like, all right, bro. It's cool. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right, man. Let's hug it out. <laughs> but this is like maybe, okay, so we had this, this whole montage happen with Jamie. And then mm-hmm. we had the montage happen with Frank. Mm-hmm. And then when this is the third montage of the truth-telling, the truth-telling montage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and every single time, everybody's cool. Everybody, yeah, nobody everybody's gets mad cool. about it. Julie, don't ever look at me and say, I got something to tell you. I traveled through time. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be like, cool. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You're not going to accept it's, it. I don't buy it. All right, so they, uh, they make up the fake smallpox, and then... Do they do the highwayman shit at the same time? It's time to get on the horses. This is the scene where they get on the gorgeous so, horses, the men's, well, Jamie and Fergus. Jamie and Fergus ride and out. And they like, and this is again, again. She's like, Fergus, don't do anything dim-witted. You're a fucking idiot. And, and then and Fergus is like, I won't. And Great she's parents. like, mm-hmm. No, he They're goes, so he goes, he goes, what? <laughs> like, why are they so nasty to Fergus? When has Fergus ever done anything for Fergus? Well, not yet, anyway. Well, yeah, so right. they... They ride off, and then it's, like, once again, a montage of them, like, galloping through a variety of... of yeah. Provence, wherever the fuck they're going. Right. And then they get there, and without a hitch, Fergus, stealthily, tinily, on his tiny little child feet, sneaks Why does in. this go so well? I don't There's know. no reason for this no. to have gone so well. I mean, so it's well. like nobody even sees that they're there. And Fergus goes in, grabs some wine bottles, brings them out. Jamie pours this fake smallpox into him, take him back to the warehouse, leave. It's over. Yeah, and they slop like, f- like nettle powder oh, or something. Oh, yeah, some that's crap the boil stuff, right? On the inside. Will... And, just, and he's like, don't get it on your hands. And of somehow he doesn't, even though he's just like pouring it all over himself. Yeah, he yeah. totally got it's it on ridiculous. his ridiculous. So they do all that and get out of there without anybody ever seeing them. So it really does look like these guys come down with a smallpox. So the next scene is meanwhile Claire and Murtaugh are having a beautiful moment that's right he's all like you were alive when were you born you were born in 1918 <laughs> let's talk about it. let's work this out because I'm having a I'm having a second here you came back here in 1945 so you were alive this whole time she's like mm-hmm. yeah this is when I became a nurse I mean healer I mean healer because you don't know what that you word don't know what means, that means. 
and for the the world war. And I just want it to be noted that Murtaugh just kind of likes world war just slide yeah, right Yeah, he's like, cool, that's cool. But Whatever. let's talk about the uprising because that's really what I'm worried about. Yeah. So you know when the battle happens. You know when it starts. You know how it ends. Yep. She's, she's like, but I don't know about you and I don't know about me and I don't know about Jamie. And he's like, oh, my God. I would what never a, want to know that. What a burden you carry. Yeah. Claire, let's worry about you again. Because it's been 20 <laughs> seconds since we worried about what you're going through it's personally. It's been 20 seconds since we worried about Claire. Although, Let to me be fair to Pample you. Moose, although that would be pretty hot, but he would never do that to Jamie. Uh, to be fair to Pample Moose, though, that is some hard shit to know. Like, that's rough. But yeah. I'm not forgiving Claire for her selfishness. Also, the otherwise. dying in the uprising will probably be rough. That's too, rough too. Know. But not, I mean, Jamie knows it's coming now. I mean, at least he knows it's coming. She was able to be there and tell them that it was coming. Right. But anyway, so that scene happens, and it's it's good. Pample Moose and Claire are very good together there. And then, uh oh, there's a problem at the storehouse. Guess what? Everybody's sick. We don't want to talk about what they're sick with, though. We we don't know. Bonnie Prince Charlie. And Cobb St. Germain are like, oh, it, there's a disaster. Right, right, right. Right. We can't, the shipment, every, something's wrong at, at my warehouse. Right. Somebody's sick. What, well, is it contagious? We don't know. We don't know. know. Don't talk about don't it. Don't know what it is. Don't Shut talk about your it. mouth. Very clearly small packs. Yeah. So they're all mad because this is horrible. Saint Germain only speaks in French. Everybody else right. only speaks in English. Because Saint Germain doesn't give a fuck. I mm-hmm. wish I knew how to say it doesn't give a fuck in French. Uh, Does not give a fuck. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> it was just like Allison would have done it. And then uh, Fergus is awesome. Wait, where am I? Um, oh. This is where they need. Then they're like Jamie. I That's ne- right. I need you to transfer. You're gonna the have wine. to do it yourself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, because they couldn't let anybody else into the warehouse. They couldn't let anybody else know about the sickness. So you're gonna have to go in there. P.S. And get let's the not shit worry out about you and bring it in a wagon. To where it's going or whatever. Mm, yeah, whatever. Um, by the way, mark Kelly, me. Mark me. <laughs> I suck. Um, where is this conversation happening? Whorehouse. Mm-hmm. Is that a surprise to anybody yet? <laughs> it's everybody's business Fucking, office. It, the scene opens with a camera sweep through the whorehouse, and Kelly and I are both like, "Oh, well, wasn't this nine? Was this nine a.m. horse, or was that later? This was early morning horse. This yeah. is early morning. No, well, this might have been late night horse. I don't know. Was this late night or early? Yeah, morning? no, no. Early morning horse was Fergus. Oh, that's right. That's later. Yeah, that's later. So There's a lot. Of, these are just normal well, time. These horse. are normal. These are like dinner normal time horse. Normal hour horse. Whatever. You know. So they're at the whorehouse having this conversation. We realize that Jamie has to do this. Up, up, Jamie. But guess who's going to go with you? Dick Fox is going Dick with you, man. Fox. Dick Fox is going with you. So fine. Jamie also, he's really good in these moments where he something unexpected happens to him, but he can't show it. Right. He's really good at that. Claire yeah, is not good, good at that. He is very good at it. We talked about that before. So right. he's, he's like, everything's happening in his head, but you can't see it on his face. And he's like... No problem. I'll do that. So then he and Murtoff come up with a plan. It's time to get ready. Let's do this. So they decide that they're going to go pay some dudes to be highwaymen and rob them while they are making the transfer of the goods. All right. So Murtaugh is the head highwayman, so they have to drag him up. 
Which is an adorable scene because he's getting dressed by his lady friend. Yeah, and Colette, Suzette, I don't so even know Yeah, her I don't name know. Is. But he's like not happy about all the florals and the lace. They got little and the, birds on it. He's like, I can't move in this. It's so like Portlandia all over stupid. his chest, just That's little birds. And then he's got like lace cuffs and he's not happy about mm-mm, this shit. Mm-mm. But they're getting them all dressed up like a... Um, uh, a hot nobleman because it's going to be the same group Peacock. of guys. Yeah. Kelly actually thought it might be the same duplicité or whatever they were that fucking attacked Mary and Yeah, Claire. I was 100% waiting because you guys saw like when uh, Mary was getting attacked and Claire, the the, guy, the hand, mm-hmm. the hand reached out, had a big mark on it. So mm-hmm. I was waiting for, for them to actually hire one of the dudes that attacked, but I did not see. No, nah, we don't really see that happen. I did not see the hand. So they come up with this hot plan to get to pay some dudes, some roughnecks to just roll the uh, shipment while it's happening. Yeah. So before they leave, though, we gotta have a hot bed scene. Oh, that's right. You gotta have Jamie boob. Jamie boobs. I mean, again, like like straight on like breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Like his pecs are so big, they're boobs. I mean, they look like boobs. They do, yeah. and he's got just like the perfect smattering of chest hair too. It's like not too much, not too little. Right. Just like perfectly distributed. Who is this person? I don't know. And they're both like rubbing her belly all sultry. They're talking about the baby and how it's going to be great and how he can't wait to meet the baby. And the baby kicks and Jamie gets all cute about it. Right. And we just all know. Just inviting the evil eye, y'all. Just right. Just inviting the evil just eye. Just like, just <laughs> Sauron. Take a look right here. <laughs> and so did you, it was, it was pretty cute. He's like, did he, what was that? Did he? And she's like, yes, she mm-hmm. just could, just kicked. Yeah. So they're having their cute little quit moment. Quit expecting it to be a boy. Jesus. How about quit expecting it? Uh-oh. I'm just saying. We t- Allison and I talked about this. She refused to admit one way or the other. Well, it ha- you knew it was coming because, because the of size the weird- of her belly. Yeah, right. It doesn't make any sense. So would they have this adorable little scene, and then maybe we're going to get some pregnancy doing it. And he lays on his back, and then Claire gets on top of him, and then cut away. Nothing's hotter than a kicking baby. Gets you real revved up. <laughs> You're real revved up. <laughs> Ew. Hey, it's what started the whole damn thing. Ew. I'm really hoping that his expert bean flicking skills came into play because that was fast. And it was just like, bye, we're done. So they're re-cementing their love. Yeah. Jamie's got this plan. It's all good. All right. So now it's time for the boys to leave. Oh, wait. I forgot to say Neil's quote from this. What? So they're just about to do it. But then they turn like this, and Neil goes, no, what? Uh, no, no. It's just Big Spoon, Little Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, then she gets on. on top, and then... And then she gets on top. And then he's like, oh, my God, can we do this? And then cut away. And she's like, get it at me. <laughs> that is all. Oh, and then we cut to Claire with the ladies, right? Yeah, Isn't this, this is like the boys leave, and the ladies are like, piccolo, tuckolo, piccolo, tuckolo, cheep, cheep, cheep. Oh, my God, I just brought it all the way back to Music Man. What? Yes! <laughs> oh, Allison is going to be so happy. Hashtag Music Man. <laughs> so Claire has to go hang out with the ladies again, which we all know she doesn't really enjoy because she can't make it look weird because Jamie's off to do this because I mean, thing. okay, I, I love Claire. I, I know what she is. But like, come on, can't you just gossip Pretend. for like a second? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there are important things in the world that we need to be talking about and doing something about. But man, it is funny she when that Baron is trying to have sex with that 
woman and he can't get hard and but he she can't pretends. get hard and yeah and she just like pretends thrusts and i mean that's that's some good gossip right I mean, there can't you funny. just appreciate that particular piece of gossip no. without getting all self-righteous and no. rising up and she just can't handle it she just can't let it happen so it's louise and all of her friends and they're talking about everybody's like sexual peccadilloes and then all of a sudden claire's like debbie downer and she's like hey what are we gonna do about all the poor people <laughs> no joke <laughs> and everyone's like oh you're everyone's right like, it is depressing to look at poor people we definitely should hide them better we should just move them to another part of the city and, and claire's like that's it i gotta go what I was talking about. and she just leaves that she flounces out she straight up flounces she's out like i am sorry and then you know just what? leaves. She is not sorry. She is not she just, fucking she sorry. She just fucking irritated. But it's like everybody's having a good time and then like poor people. You know womp, what? womp. Claire, you're insufferable. All right. So she leaves and then we flash to uh, Jamie and Count Saint-Germain with all their goods on the road so at the night. F- yeah, fake hold up. Also, fucking A. I mean, I know you have to travel at night because you don't want people to know what's happening, but uh, come on. And then... The fake holdup happens, and all the rich guys come out and start attacking. They've got guns and shit, but Germain will not back down. He is very stubborn. I wish I knew how to say (laughs) Kel stubborn. I think he just did. Kel stubborn. (laughs) So he's going. He's not going down without a fight. No, Murtag like, and you know it's Murtag. But Murtag's like legit got a gun in his face and is like, put your gun down. In French. In French. And not too shitty French either. Well, he's a glorious. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, Saint Germain's not taking it. He's like, "Mm mm-mm. Jamie's looking around trying to figure out how to deal with this, and then he realizes. I need to, as always, I have to deal I, with this. I've got to put my body into it. Yeah, you know what? I'll use my glorious packs. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to sacrifice my body. Yeah. I. This sounds like somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Patty. So Jamie launches himself across the carriage and tackles Germain from the back and throws him on the ground and then makes it look like he jumps on Murtaugh. So it looks like he was trying to save Count Germain, which he was. And then he and Murtaugh get into a scrap. And he lets Murtaugh get on top of him with his gun, and then he just looks him right in the eye, and he's like, nods at him, like, do it. And then Murtaugh just pistol whips the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> he, like, knocks him out. He knocks yeah. him right out. So that it looks convincing that he was actually hey. trying to save the comp St. Germain Dick Fox. Um, so cut to. Cut to. Claire has left the gossip party mm-hmm. and has gone to do something more meaningful with her life, just like all human beings should. She went to the hospital Where to save lives. Yeah. Right. But she's not she looking looks like so a good. Mess. She's not looking so good. She, I, we know she's nervous about Jamie's high women plan. We know she's not feeling great. We also know she's about 40 months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and she just looks like shit. So, sister is all like, girl. Yeah. She's like, why are you here? You look gross. Lay down. Yeah. And so she does, and then <gasps> blood unstocking. She's got blood coming out of her. That's not great. Sister's all like, oh, it's not a big deal. Cool. Everybody, I mean, I'm bleeding she, all over my stockings right now. It's not a big deal. What did she actually say? She's like, this is no surprise. At this stage, there is always a little bit of leakage. Yeah, the, leak, the leaking. <laughs> There's always some <laughs> leaking. And I'm like, God damn. No, I'm not having kids. Well, also, I don't, I don't think there's that level of leaking. I don't think you're bleeding all the way down to your ankles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, sister, I can't remember her name, but the sister, actress's sister. name is Frances, Francesca de la Tour, I believe. But Ooh. anyway, Ms. de la Tour is amazing. Because she is with one eye looking at Claire and like calming her down and being like, this is fine, this is fine. And then with the other eye, she's looking at the blood like, this is not 
something. Right, right. So she talks Claire into laying down and staying the night at the hospital mm-hmm. so that she can be, she can take care of her. Fine. Mm-hmm. So we fast forward to the next morning, and there's Jamie with an ice pack on his head. And yeah, this is when Jamie's with Charles and Saint Germain. Yeah, he's Bonnie Prince douche and this Dick Fox. It's like the the post the post, the post attack uh, the despairing mm-hmm. exactly. So oh, Bonnie shit, Prince, that was terrible. Oh, God, I can't believe, I can't believe this happened. It's the worst. And then Dick Fox keeps trying to bring it back to like somebody had to have known. Nobody knew we were gonna be there. And Jamie's got an answer for everything. He's like, well, it is the most widely traveled road between Blah and Blah, <laughs> and there have been lots of highwaymen thefts and banditry and yeah until they both like bust up and, and then stand they both up get this like, real manly like brah, brah, and they stand up in each other's face and then charles is like oh please boys and charles is like uh hey dick fox pretty sure he saved your life from what you told me so bring it down about a hundred right pretty sure he saved your life so chill the fuck out what am i gonna do i will kill myself if i have to go to poland oh my god that is the most aggressive turnaround he's like what am i gonna do now what am i gonna do this has all been for shit what do i go back to rome where the pope hates my daddy yeah and why does the pope hate your dad i don't know guess it runs in the fucking family right but then, like, yeah, he doesn't explain why he needs to go to Poland. I guess I got to read a history book. But, uh, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go to Poland. Poland. And, and we both stopped guy. and looked at each other and we're like, Poland. <laughs> oh, child. Okay. Apparently, don't. Poland fucking sucks. Don't, don't go to Poland. So cut back to, oh, now it's the post-postmortem. And Jamie's uh, taking, you know, a normal-sized breakfast. Wait, no. No. It's like a giant b- it's breakfast It's like an buffet entire buffet. At his house. And then you see him getting his food at the buffet, and then he sits down at the head of the table, and then Fergus comes in, and you get this up shot of Jamie down along the table, and you see that the inset part where the buffet is has this huge painting above it. Yeah, like a dead hare. Just a dead rabbit. Yeah. And it's like, uh. Mm-hmm. There's and a, by the way, this episode was almost completely purple. Uh huh. There's a lot of like dead, dead purple, red. Purple rain. Everything was a purple. Little, a little bit. I was wondering if bit. it might be a tribute to Prince, but it was very. Everything was purple. Yeah. And, uh, it was noticeable, like yeah. extremely noticeable. <laughs> and then you see this dead rabbit, and you're like, uh, okay. And then Jamie has a nice light breakfast with Fergus. And Fergus is all like, uh, Claire stayed at the hospital last night. She's like. It was really late, and she's really tired. He did not say anything about her bloody say, stacking. Maybe Fergus didn't know. Possible. Because he was shown, in essence, playing on the floor of the hospital. Ugh. Like a, like a wee babe. Ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Must have been real nasty. Gross. Um, so he might not actually know what's going on. So Jamie's like, oh, okay. They announced that Murtaugh's going to be gone for a while because he's gone to Portugal to sell the wine that they have, in essence, stolen from themselves. Right. So he's out of the picture, so he can, no suspicion can be you know, lumped on his head. Right. Uh, Fergus will, quote, unquote, miss his happy face. <laughs> sick burn, Fergus. <laughs> Hashtag sick burn, Fergus. <laughs> that kid is beautiful, by the way, that little boy. Which proves inopportune mm. momentarily bad news coming up so where am i oh notes? and then we so find out because then suzette comes in and speaks nearly incomprehensible french english something in the hospital something neil was just like what and he was like what what but we something is very wrong 
something has gone awry at the whorehouse. Prince Charles has gotten himself into some sort of big debt. That's right. He needs help from Jamie because he refuses to pay mm-hmm. the whores. Mm-hmm. God damn it. What a fucking douchebag. Well, he's not. His mouth's a mess. He's not. He's, he's just horrible. Also, whatever happened to the whole, I mean, we're just going to drop the whole Louise, like, is making his baby thing, and we're just going to ignore For it. For now. Okay, that's going to come back. I bet back. it comes back. It's well, I don't know. Back. I never read the book. Well, true. Me neither. My, totally clueless over my, here. My guess is that <laughs> we it are, will come back. We're wide open. Anything can Everything happen. comes back. So, so Fergus is going to go with Jamie to the whorehouse, blah down. Right, he's going oh, with Jamie. this is 9 a.m. whores, because it was post-breakfast whores. That's right, post-breakfast whores, the worst shift <laughs> to work at the whorehouse. <laughs> Probably not awesome. Fergus cannot control himself. Nope. He has a particular tendencies when in whorehouse. He was raised here, so he's very comfortable in this environment. Sticky he fingers. moves away from Jamie and starts walking through his old hallways and like checking doors to see if they're unlocked. And then there's a door that's open, and he looks in, and he sees a bottle of eau de toilette on the table. Which Fergus is just a sucker for. Can't stop himself. So he walks in. Ugh. And what do we see? We see Randall's coat hanging on a hook. God damn it. Um, And then there's scary, like, ominous music. (laughs) Right? As Fergus. Yeah, it's Pockets the eau de toilette. (laughs) Bad news, buddy. (laughs) And then. He turns around. Shadow. And door you never shuts. see Randall. You just see shadow, shut door, Fergus face, cut. So now we Randall's don't know alone what in happens a, there. We know he's All alone in a room do, with a, pu- a pretty little boy right now. All we can do is imagine what happens in that room. Well, and they like they never, at least not in this episode, give us anything deeper. All we know that is that Claire gets home from the hospital, sees um, Jamie's hand brace. On the bed, which is bad news, because that means he did come home at some point, because he never takes it off when he's in public, so Mm -hmm. he had to leave really quickly. And then, oh no, this is when heavy breathing Suzette happens. It wasn't earlier. Suzette just came in and was like, this is a little whorehouse, little princess. This is when she comes in and is like, forest, woods, something, (laughs) French, uh, French, Monsieur, monsieur, sword, sword, something, something. And Claire is like, what the fuck, come on. Right. And she is still not looking good. And so as she's having a heavy breathing breakdown, Claire notices a note that says, sorry, I'm sorry, I must. Jay. Jay. Oh, oh, all right. Okay, well, woods. Okay. We know that the French maid said something about the woods. So, so we she know said something along the lines of um, fight, woods. English officer. What? What was his name? What was his name? Like Colette like or she, Suzette knows his right, name. Right, right, right. So something has gone down with Randall. In, and so obviously we got a duel. All right, so Claire can't abide it, so she's got to get there. So she, against... which is a wicked good idea, you know, bleeding out of the crotch, Claire, to get in a jingle <laughs> the jangle. The bounciest fucking carriage that ever was. Right, well, I know. I'm just like shake this baby right out, and so yeah, she goes on the longest jangle the ride, the longest bounciest ass carriage ride through uh, the woods, which... and she kept yelling, "Allez, allez, hurry up, hurry and up!" And when like, she's oh. not mumbling to herself, he promised me, he promised me, Kelly he promised is really me. Pissed at Claire I'm right just now, saying, how many me's are we gonna roll around out there <laughs> you know? so she finally gets there and we start hearing the clash of swords so we know they're dueling it out over there mm-hmm, claire mm-hmm. jumps out of the carriage once again 
A lot of wincing. A lot Ooh, of wincing. She's not feeling good. Oh, God. She's running through the forest like, Ugh. she's got a little uh, footman with her, like, helping her. And she's, like, leaning on him because, once again, she's, you know, three years pregnant. Right. Right. And then she's she like gets seven to this babies tree. in there. Totally. It's like a litter. <laughs> Seriously. That's how they do it back in the day. <laughs> So Evolution. she's leaning against this fucking tree and realizes that she can't shout or uh-uh. alert them of her presence because if somebody turns around, the other guy could cut his head off. Wherein narrator says, she's just waiting to see which of my men will die. Gross. Um, okay. I know I never read these books, but <laughs> I, I just literally have to say this again, and I've said it before. Team Jamie. Team Jamie forever. Well, uh, yeah. Also, 100%. What if you're just stuck here forever? Who gives a shit about Frank at this point? I know that we care about Frank because you love him, but he's not here right now. And you don't know that you're going back. We're all just a whisper of a memory of a shadow, Claire. You just gotta let that die. You just gotta let it go. (laughs) So she watches Blackjack Randall and Jamie. Fucking and go by out. and by watching you mean she's like aborting her baby all over the woods. Right. She while, is yeah. dying. She I mean like she can barely stand up. She's starting to get real flop sweaty Blood and like starts gross. And then she looks straight out of her. She looks down and she's wearing blue tights. Uh-huh. And the red blood on her blue tights makes her purple. purple. I'm just telling you, purple means something. Randall, meanwhile, is emotionally manipulating Jamie out on the, the dueling field mm-hmm. by looking him in the eye and said how did she forgive you? Ugh. Oh, gross, Rihanna. I hate you. But I also love you. I mean, why is he so hot? I don't know. I love that guy. He's amazing. Well, I've loved actor. him since Rome. Yeah, the, the actor. Uh, Tobias Menzies. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's got a great job. He's got these weird, like, face vertical face wrinkles yeah. that are, like, astonishingly cool. And the big, like, you're right about his jaw because back here at the back, it's, yeah. like, comes out here. And, and he it, uses yeah. it, like, an, as an acting technique when he clenches. Like, you every, can see like, the goes, whole thing move. It, like, goes, oh, oh. And then you get the verticals. What's up? What's up? So they're fighting. And then... And then fucking A. It's awesome. Do, is, it happens, does it happen right before the gendarme it is shows up? right after blood spurt. Yes. Because it's like crotch to crotch. Right. Uh, right out of her crotch comes a bunch blood, of blood. And, and then, then Jamie, <laughs> dick stab. Just, just straight up stab like Blackjack right Randall. right in his dick. In the fucking meat and two veg. And as her crotch starts blowing purple flowers, here he's, goes, he's like spurting blood out so of his. So now we know. That he cannot be no Frank's great 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 grandfather. That's not making a baby because there is no coming back from that shit. No, I mean it's not a little bit of blood. It's not a prick. (gasps) It is. What's up? It's a dick joke, you guys. (laughs) Ask your mom. Okay, so he seriously just stabs him straight in the dick. Like it was all three of us in the room. Me, Kelly, and my husband. I went, oh, dick stab. <laughs> so of course that has long-reaching implications of Frank can't be with him, blah 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 right, blah, right. blah blah. But really, in this moment, we're watching him bleed out. We're watching Claire bleed out, and then the gendarme shows up. And of course, you know, dueling is outlawed at this period in France. So Jamie's in some shit. Drop your weapon. And then 
is that where it ends? Yeah, drop your weapon. Because remember, it's like fainty face. Right. So they like close up on her face, and then fainting. She faints. She's fainting. Close up on Randall's face, fainting, because he's bleeding all over. He's and then close up on, well, semi close up on Jamie with the, with the, cop screaming uh, claire, claire, claire. Like, claire claire yeah all right so that's of, how the yeah, episode that's ends. it you guys there was a lot in this episode yes it was a constant scene change mm-hmm. in fact when we get to our scales we'll talk about that so right. let's get to the scales right. the first scale you is gotta roll this one you're the pro so on a scale of uh a room with a view mm-hmm being the high. Okay. So let's say room with a view is the high one. So let me get the low one first. Okay. On a scale of twins <laughs> to a room with a view. The costumes and twins were pretty great. <laughs> what, were the, what were the costumes? What? How were the costumes moving you in this episode based on other episodes that you've seen? Live action Garfield. Wow. Okay. So more appropriate to what's actually happening as opposed to frippery yeah i mean except for the ladies murtaugh murtaugh there's a lot of like um but that's also very practical because he has mm -hmm. to be yeah i mean like it's costumes they're literally costumes this time costumes as costumes we see the gossipy ladies but we only see them very briefly and most of the time claire is in blue cape or wearing an apron because she's at the damn hospital all all i'm saying is there were very few moments where we had breathtaking costumes gasps right exactly okay we might just be like getting used to we could them. Uh, we can never get used to these which costumes. is unfortunate yeah oh man nah man nah you know what i was thinking I mean, about this time good, is looking at the servants because okay. all the servants have amazing fucking costumes too and they're not even main characters like they just have beautiful well-made like there was one moment where Neil said something about a button on an apron at the beginning. Oh, that was the apron that she wears in the hospital that it has a button on the chest so that she can just put it up and mm-hmm. take it down, I think. He liked one, yeah. So, costumes, meh, but nothing like red dress, nothing like, Mm-mm. you know, not, not gasp-worthy. No, I didn't, like, pass out because of them or anything. All right. So, our second scale. On a scale between flipper. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a sexy, sexy movie that we've already done nine and a half weeks. We've already done all that shit. Oh, <laughs> Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. <laughs> Where were the sexy times? I mean, we had a boob, a male boob. We had a little bit of rub and belly doing it. Um, so it was like a mild, and there was like some kissing, very little fighting. So we got to go with like a gentle sexy. So like maybe like, um, I almost said moonstruck, but I think that <laughs> that is like a little more aggressive even than this episode. I've got to go with more like a uh, Steel Magnolias. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love sex, okay. but also with eventual death. All right. All right. Okay. okay. All right. All right. And then on the drink scale, as, a, you know, like, you open one beer and it doesn't matter when you get up, or you just have to bring the entire six-pack or entire bottle of wine with you and just not leave. Uh, you got to keep it with you, dude. I mean, honestly, if I had walked away, I, like, I would have missed the all the machinations. Like, mm-hmm. I almost sitting in front of the television missed the machinations of Agreed. the... Of the um, the, it, the fake robbery and right. things like that. It was an incredibly action-packed episode, so there was very little time 
breathing room in order to get up and replenish a drink. So I would say just... You're going to have to bring your camel back. Just bring it with you. <laughs> get a cooler. Pull it up. And chill the fuck out. That's right. That's right. All right. Well... Try to pee before you watch. <laughs> definitely pee before you watch. All right. So that's it for the Podlander Drunk Cast. Thank you so much to Kelly Loris. You guys, thanks for tolerating my interference. And thank you to Allison <laughs> for allowing this to happen. I'm sorry, and I apologize. Whatever. You were fucking awesome. And once again, thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate it. Just check us out on Twitter. She finally fucking got me to join Twitter. I'm at, J- at Julie Starby, J-U-L-I-E-S-T-A-R-B-E-E. And she's at Allison Shoe. Allison Shoe. Yep. So check us out. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.